Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. There are no rules on this Friday. It might pick up steam as the show goes on, and there are especially no rules. So if you don't know the history of this song as it pertains to one Wesson Walker, Josh Fitty Marlowe used to play this song at the end of every single show that we did. Is that right? It wasn't even every Friday. It was every single show. Uh, I, I think it was... I think it was every single show. I think it was the after baseball season ended, because remember, I, and look, Narco is coming back, baby. <laughs> I mean, we are three <laughs> weeks away from opening day, and every day at 2 o'clock, we're going we're gonna to hear Tommy Trumpet blow that damn thing. So, so that became a real problem. And so as I'm starting to feel my role around, like, you know, okay, I'm guest hosting. Right now it's Wesson Walker. Like, okay, maybe, maybe we don't play it every single day. But I did have backing from someone with higher authority than me. And then as soon as he sits down to talk with us, this segment, you bring that song back to the very person that might hate it more than I do with one Colin Hoggard now blessing us with his presence on the mic. How was that for a welcome package for you? Well played. Nice power move there, Fitty, on a Friday. <laughs> it's Fitty Friday, man. He has taken complete control over everything. Um you came in during the break, as you often do, to just kind of chop it up with mm-hmm. us, whatever we're talking about. You have a list, and I see the list from here. I can't read the players, but I can see the list from here. It's it's extensive. Uh, I, I may be coping yeah. a little bit today on a Friday. It's okay. It's okay. Um, we're all venting. Um, just thinking back to years gone by, better times, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's right. That's right. Colin, a big North Carolina fan. Of course, the Tar Heels effectively had their season ended yesterday. Mm. Just informing the listeners, this is not for you. Um, North Carolina had their season effectively ended yesterday when they lost in the ACC tournament because Virginia beat them. But one of the things that we were talking about in the last hour was we want everyone to name completely random college basketball players. Yes, it's it's low-hanging fruit, but we do want people to name them and then text those players into the text line 704-570-9610. And you wrote a list, and I want to see just how random and fantastic this list is going to be. So I kept it to the ACC. I did not. Yeah. I, this was not a this was not a March Madness. Remember when? Although there's a couple that certainly have connections. I was trying to go through and talk about the most random players for different teams. And I want to see how you feel about the ones I have selected. Um, well, uh, real quickly, I, I keep playing this out like it's going to yep. be phenomenal. But the first show we ever did, my first ever guest host on WFNZ job, we started naming random Carolina Panthers because this is what we do. Yeah. This is yeah. the type of radio. This, right, is how we, this is how we cope. I went straight to NC State. What about one Jeremy Hyatt? Wow. Okay. Do yeah. you remember Jeremy Hyatt? Barely, barely. But yes, I do. See, this, yeah. is, this is the wow. problem. I'm, I feel gracious. like I'm a little. I'm gonna make myself feel old on this one. Uh, Wake Forest, Kyle Visser. That's a great one. Kyle Visser is a great name to bring up. That one hit me. Uh, UNC. I had Nate Britt. Ooh. <laughs> I, I was I was looking at the heels fans to see their reaction to Nate Britt. <laughs> like he's got a championship. We, we mm-hmm. like Nate Britt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, do we though? Like I'm his, asking you. you no, know, his family adopted Chris Jenkins. No, we do. No, we do not like him. Oh, his. We just accept adopts. him because he won a natty the next year. But uh, <laughs> he, he's the guy I always think of though when we discuss players using their wrong hand. Nate Britt is the one that switched hands to shoot. Yes, I yes. mean. 
And so I've seen that guy take meaningful jump shots in meaningful ACC games with both hands. That's something that I can't say about a lot of other Carolina greats. No, you cannot. Uh, UVA great Harold Dean. Okay, yeah, Harold Dean is great too. Man, yeah, these are fan. I, Kyle Visser's still my favorite so far. Okay, but okay. All of them are great. I, I may have I may have been a little maybe a little on brand with that one. How about Georgia Tech's Luke Schincher? So that Georgia Tech team, mm-hmm. if you just want to talk about all time teams, mm-hmm. that squad is one of my favorites because not only did they have Luke Schencher, which was probably their second best player. Is that fair? Jarrett Jack was number one. Yeah. The, I mean, Bosch Jer- was a freshman. So I guess I was, yeah, that's what I was prospect. thinking. Yeah. Okay. Schencher was awesome, but they also had five slam a in yellow jackets uniforms. They had Jeremy Smith. They had Ishmael Muhammad. They had Mario West, who won the college dunk contest, and I'm not sure he was the best dunker on his own team. Yeah, Ish Muhammad was was my neck was Ooh. the second Georgia Tech guy that I had for this list. Love that squad. Florida State, the Sarge, Bernard James. Yeah, Bernard James is a great one. Yes, absolutely the Sarge, and uh, he played on a team that. Is that among like the first Florida State teams we started to love Leonard Hamilton for? Yep. Like kind of in, and when they started to come up as a, a basketball school. Almost. Michael Snare was with him oh, at the same time. God. Oh yeah, people like that one. Got people <laughs> no, going I with did Michael not. Snare. There you oh. go. People love them some Michael Snare. There's some memories there. How about Clemson's Iker Iturbe? Yes. Played on the played with the Terrell McIntyre, uh Harold Jameson. Greg Buckner team? Yes, love that one. We also had a couple of other Clemson names. Um, we got DeMontes Stitt. Ooh, Terrence yes. Oglesby? Yes. Terrence Oglesby, who, yes, so we'll give you the plug. You talked on your podcast. We get it, Terrence Oglesby. <laughs> and, then, and then also uh, Casey Rivers for Clemson, too. Mm. Yeah, some great Clemson names. That uh, Trevor Booker also just texted in. And uh, I couldn't help myself. Maryland's Drew Nicholas. UNC Wilmington show. There you go. Yep. There you go. Oh, yeah. And then he runs off. He does the Bo Jackson, I think. Yes. But doesn't he run off, into the locker room? Escapes the bench, just runs away from everybody. Oh, we have become that show, but I'm fully embracing it on this Friday. UNC Wilmington had a kid that hit like nine three-pointers in that, that game. Was that Drew Blizzard? It might be. I think Drew Blizzard was the name of that kid. Go ahead, Fiddy. I know you want to make a Blizzard joke. You want to make the dumb Blizzard joke, how it was he was making it so rain. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, I, I had nothing to turn upside down or not over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Flounder. I almost like Flounder not having his mic on more. <laughs> Just having him in the background. So do I. That makes it that makes it a lot better. That sounded like an insult, but I didn't mean for it to be an insult. All right, let's please the tease here, Colin. And yes, I want sir. you to talk with us about some of the underrated and overrated free agents in the NFL. Just to see, one, if Carolina can create enough cap space to sign some of these guys. Which is still interesting. I yeah. know you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Whenever your general manager says, you know what I'm really excited about is the cap space we have. Not this season, but next season. There's a message he's sending to you there as well. We're going to have to pay. Uh, they're going to have to pay for the draft picks. I think right now where they are in their restructuring, but right now the, the draft picks will eat up the vast majority of that cap space. So you saw Xavier Woods contract restructured that saved a little over 1 million, about a million and a half towards the cap. You saw the contract restructuring for Taylor Moten that saved a lot of money. That was over 12 million. You can still do that with DJ Moore's contract as well. So that's kind of an expected move. Pat Elfline is another player to pay attention to. So there are some moves they can make there that you are able to free up some cap space, but you're right. Even if they do that, you still have to take into effect that they're going to have to sign their draft picks that once they negotiate all their deals, you're hoping to keep on to as many young players that you draft as much as possible. So it's a great point going to the free agents. 
There were a couple of Carolina Panthers mentioned as the most underrated free agents out there on the NFL market. We'll start with the running back. A lot of people love him around here, doing what he did after Chris McCaffrey was traded. Deontay Foreman on this list. And here's the write-up on ESPN. Quote, Foreman broke out in 2022, making the most of a heavier volume of carries. He recorded .8 rushing yards over expectation per carry. For all you analytics folks out there, that was fifth highest among running backs with at least 100 carries. I said this too, Colin. I, I got to the point last season where I thought we were overrating Deontay Foreman. Because as soon as they signed him, us as Panthers fans have been longing for a second running back to truly take off some of the load of Christian McCaffrey. Amen. We tried to do that with CJ Henderson and eventually just didn't have as many carries would go on to have an awesome playoff run with the Rams after that. You mean when the Panthers did the right thing by him and let him go and then got blasted on national television that's, for letting him go? That's correct. Okay. That's it's that CJ Anderson. Okay, just make yep. sure we had the same one. Yep. And then Christian McCaffrey, he would play 90% of the snap share every single game. To where national NFL pundits are scratching their head. Why are you running this guy into the ground and not even giving him a rest? Hell, bring him to the sideline on plays that are either, you know, goal line rushing attempts or, you know, a, a second and one scenario where you can feel okay about Reggie Bonifant picking up that extra yard. And if you keep him on the sideline for, I don't know, 10, 15 snaps. That's enough over the course of a season to where it might salvage something, whatever. Okay, so we got excited about Deontay Foreman signing this offseason. I was like, okay, it's a good signing, sure. I don't trust this coaching staff to use him. I expect them to use Christian McCaffrey just because we hadn't seen anything to the contrary. And if so, I, I mean, do we think Deontay Foreman is Derrick Henry himself? Like, it felt like we were talking about him mm -hmm. like that. I was wrong, Colin. Dude was awesome. And he's not a pass catcher, so be it. Great runner in between the tackles. I was wrong. He was very valuable, and he proved that after they traded McCaffrey. But if you're talking about a guy in this NFL that can't pass catch, what's the ceiling for a contract for him? Yep, it's it's not very high. Because he is still going to be, just as we wanted a second back for McCaffrey, you're going to need a second back for Foreman as well. And everyone's been telling us for a long time, you don't overpay, you don't pay veteran running backs. But now because it's not Christian McCaffrey, now it's fashionable. Yeah, well, and, and I hope that it's not going to be over the top. And I don't think it would be here. No. And, and you do need a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Blackshear did okay, but it's not somebody that I'm banking on to be that guy towards right. the future. So if you bring back Deontay Foreman, if you still have Chuba Hubbard, that's fine. But we've seen Chuba drop way too many passes in his first two seasons in the league. I would like to have somebody that I trust as a third down back, whether it be a veteran, which is, you know, what, four years in the league, whether you draft that guy that can be really dynamic out of the backfield, fine. But Deuce Staley told us, Colin, that he likes using three running backs. He said that number, not even two. He likes using a trio of those guys. And so that's something they could look to do in the draft. Yeah, and I think you have to figure out, is that better to do by paying one veteran running back or are you better off trying to sprinkle it around to, to different guys? I think those are the kind of questions that are happening. You know, a lot of times we focus on the splash signings when it comes to free agency, but given what we know about the cap space, given what we know about the positions of need for this team, I think you're plugging holes more in free agency than you are getting the guy that people are going to be like, heck yeah, let's go buy the season tickets. Well, and I've seen the axiom from some pundits out there saying, take care of what you need in free agency and then shoot for the stars in the draft. Like if you have holes on your roster for this season, then if you, if you want that to be a point of improvement, go to the free agency and then through the draft, 
pick the whole best player available thing and see if they can be a boom type of prospect down the line. But even that to me is still is talking about plug and holes. You're, you're, yeah. you're still talking about the same thing. You just don't want to get yourself into a situation where, hey, I've got a glaring hole here at, at my second cornerback spot. I'm going to have to take somebody high even if it's overrated because we have nothing else. All right, I wanted wanted to mention the other player here on the underrated list. And for Carolina, Matt Ioannidis, somebody that we have not talked about a lot. Like Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about Bradley Bozeman, Deontay Foreman. They have been mentioned on the show quite a few times, but not so much Matt Ioannidis. And so here's the write-up on him. We're going way down the board in a deep free agent defensive tackle class, but Ioannidis is going to make for a nice value signing. He put up just one sack last season, but a 16% pass rush win rate at defensive tackle ranked one spot ahead of fellow defensive tackle Draymond Jones, who will get paid substantially more. And so if you pay attention to that sort of thing, then Ioannidis might be a guy that you could bring back and be a part of this defensive line. Ajero Averro, how much is he going to value, especially with a base odd man front? He's multiple. I don't want people, I think that's kind of happening too. We're getting too entrenched in the odd man front thing to where we're avoiding talented guys when Averro is skilled enough to go multiple. But at the end of the day, it still is a base odd man front. It is, and that's where I I feel like of all the areas of this team, I, I'm less certain about what the defensive front looks like. Yeah. What are they looking for? Like who amongst this group? Because there's there are several guys from you know Burns, Lou Vu, Derek Brown, mentioning Ionitis. There, you know, there are guys that you like. But are they going to fit what they want to do and what they have envisioned for this defense? I think there's there's going to be an odd man out from that group that just doesn't quite match up what they want, even though he's a perfectly fine player. Before you leave, can I interest you in Guillermo Diaz? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, yeah. That one was that one was a Michael Snare type of hit right that, there. That one was that's a Lamar Patterson from Pitt oh, squad. Yeah. Oh, it is such it is such sweet sweet ACC nostalgia. What's right Duran Scott up to right now? Um, still playing for Miami, I think, <laughs> and, and, and still scoring thirty on the heels yeah. while losing. Yeah, yeah. that I, I think he just went for another basket against. It, it doesn't matter if he's thirty; he still is playing for Miami. Were you talking about Tyrese Rice when you said score for thirty and lose to Carolina? No, or, you missed heard that's 40 oh. Tyrese Rice is 40 if, or if Tony Douglas man at Florida State that guy was a walking bucket we are I think at the top of the dome right now this has been our best work right now just throwing him just throwing him at the wall and seeing what's sticking <laughs> my dome always works I, I'm really proud of what we just accomplished all there so proud I to be part of it yeah, continue to text us on the garage door guru text line throw those random college players in and help us out on Wesson Walker just like Colin did we appreciate it man that was good course, stuff. Brother. Talking Panthers free agency and a lot more. Wes Bryant going to help us himself. The West part of the Wes and Walker show. He'll be joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. A live update from the ACC tournament at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com 
and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Couple more segments to go on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Have not received a phone call from Wes Bryant. Oh, it looks like that's him. I hope it's him. Because if it's not, then he just decided, you know what? It's Friday. There are no rules. We've been saying it enough. He just decided to dip out on the show. 704-570-9610. Feel free to continue to text in the Garage Door Guru text line. We got a lot of fantastic entries as far as the random college athletes go. We went down that memory lane a little bit more. Miami players, Duran Scott, Guillermo Diaz made an appearance. A.D. Visayo also made an appearance for Virginia Tech. So you can uh, continue to play that game with us. Wes, that's what I want to ask you. We've been playing the game of just naming random ACC college basketball players really within the past like two decades or so like just just the old Mm. random obscure acc basketball players if i ask you right now what is the best name you can come up with with its randomness and nostalgia at the same time uh i think if you want to go random the first name that just popped up in my head because i was trying to quickly cycle would be Mm -hmm. uh, william avery from duke okay that's a good one william avery's a great one i remember having a bunch of basketball cards yeah yeah, William Avery. Uh, I mean, let's see. Uh, I put you on the spot. People, no, a guy that people don't bring up like that that was a stud, too, would be uh, Matt Harpering. Yes, Matt Harpering. A little stretch in the NBA. Like, actually did a little something with Utah back in the oh, day. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Matt Harpering was dope. And he. I think he played for Orlando, too, and he was pretty good for Orlando. That's right. Yeah, so those are great entries. And, and NBA players as well. Matt Harpering and hey, you know, William I got to give a shout-out to my Demon Deeks, man. I got to go with uh, Justin Gray, Queen City, out of West Charlotte, with CP3's backfield mate would light you up in a second. Queen yeah, a couple... A couple people wrote that in the text line, Justin Gray. And so, yeah, Justin Gray getting some love also from one Wes Bryant. Let's talk about the ACC tournament as it unfolds. We see North Carolina lose to Virginia. NC State also lost yesterday. Wes, last time we had you on, we didn't really get to celebrate the one North Carolina team that won yesterday. The Duke Blue Devils, they looked awesome. Kyle Filipowski went out there, and he got injured at first. We didn't know if he would come back. He did, and he was dominant. The guy was awesome in that game where they destroyed Pittsburgh I know you thought that was going to be a close one I certainly did not expect Duke to run away with it the way they did how surprised were you to see Duke win the way they did against the Panthers yeah I was very surprised but what they did was exactly what I said would be the key for them to win the game was that they you know they were running pit off of that three-point line and were making it very uncomfortable for them uh, to be able to shoot the three ball we know that was pitch bread and butter with all the guys that they had they could shoot and Duke just came out defensively they took that away from them and then when the ball came off the rim they made sure they got one opportunity so Pitt kind of got out of a rhythm Duke never let them back in it and then Duke just took over uh the basketball game they shot the ball pretty well too so we'll see if that can carry on tonight they've got a massive matchup with Miami a little payback on their mind I'm sure as well with what Miami did to them the last time that they saw each other. But, uh, again, Duke was impressive. Filipowski uh, was great. He and he and Lively both, man, it's so difficult 
to go down into that painted area uh, when those two are down there lurking, especially Lively. And that's one thing I have to give him credit for is the fact that, yeah, he might not be, you know, a 20, 20 a night guy, but offensively, you know, he is starting to flash. I mean, he did step out and hit a three-pointer yesterday. He had double-digit points. He's had double digits in three of his last five games scoring. But defensively, I mean, you talk about locking down the paint. And he's like that perfect type of NBA big now where you get the 6'11", but you get the rim running. You get the athleticism that he can stay on the court. He doesn't have to come out if teams want to go small. But come in the rim, come to the to the basket if you dare uh, with Derek Lively down there. Because, again, we know a shot block is not just about getting those blocks. He changes shots. I mean, guys come down in there. They think they might have something going, and they dribble that thing right around and try to pass it to somebody else. So, um, you know, Duke's got it going right now, and it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, with Miami, North Chad O'Mee is going to have to have a big game for them on the boards, you know, and and getting them some interior offense because if they don't, you know, Duke is really going to try to implement the same type of thing, really extend Miami's offense and run them off that three-point line and uh, make it difficult for him once the ball comes off the rim. I also asked you this yesterday about Miami. We had not seen Duke play, but I asked you about Mm -hmm. your confidence level in Miami because they barely hung on from a late push by Wake Forest, and eventually Miami would win 74-72. to And you were still sticking with Miami to win the ACC championship. We had not seen Duke play yet. But how about now after Duke wins 96-69? to Because me and you are in the same boat as far as picking Miami to win this whole thing. And Duke mm-hmm. looks the best of everybody right now, given their win against a good ACC team in Pittsburgh. So now that you know what you do about the Blue Devils, is that enough for you to change your mind and say, okay, Duke's actually going to win this thing? Uh, no, I'm still going to go with Miami because, like I said, I still think Miami has multiple guys that can score. I think they have multiple guys that if the offense isn't going well, that, that they can take the game in their hands for a few possessions, whether you talk about Wong or Nigel Pack or uh, Jordan Miller. Jordan Miller can, you know, score inside in that painted area. You know, he can get in there at that, that mid-range game, but then you got Pack that can shoot it from out there. Wong can attack you in a multitude of ways. So they have a few guys uh, that can, that can um, you know, score from uh, all areas of the court, man. And so that's why I still am going to go with Miami. They can they can play some D when they want to, but that's going to be the key tonight. Can Duke shoot the basketball? If they're coming out hitting the ball from deep, then it's going to be a good game, and Duke has a great chance to win. But if they, you know, continue to put up some of the offensive efforts uh, that they've had, because I believe when they beat NC State, they, they did not shoot well from three in a win, and that's, a, that's one thing they've been able to do as of late maybe not shoot the ball spectacularly, but still win games because of their defense and rebounding. But I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult uh, against Miami tonight because they have so many guys that can score off the bounce or they can catch and shoot. Uh, Jeff Capel talked about how grown up this Duke team is, that they're not freshmen anymore. And Duke Mm -hmm. has won seven straight games. The two games that they Mm -hmm. lost before that, it was against Miami and Virginia, the one of the two seeds Mm -hmm. in the ACC. Before that, they went on a three-game winning streak. I mean, Wes, it seems like this team right now in the Blue Devils are playing so well, and they've been improving quite a bit. So I know you still have Miami winning the ACC tournament. When it comes to what ACC team you believe in most when it comes to the NCAA tournament, what program are you putting most of your faith in? Well, I think that 
it, man, it's tough because I do love Miami, and they had a great tournament run last year with Coach L. So I have a lot of confidence in them, and I have a lot of confidence in Duke off of the pedigree and, and just what I see from them as far as, you know, how they're winning games. When I talk to Dick Lively post game, and I ask them about, you know, how Coach was able to get them to buy in defensively with them being a, a bunch of young guys, and he just said, hey, we came to the realization that we knew when you talk about that maturity and growing up, he said, hey, we knew that you know, if we were going to win, this was going to be the way to do it. Because for them to be self-aware enough to know that, hey, we're not the greatest shooting basketball team, and if we're going to win games, it's going to have to be because we defend better than everybody and rebound better than everybody. I mean, that's a really amazing job by him to get guys to recognize that because, you know, a lot of these kids that come out today, they want to score no matter what. And even if they can't score, they don't realize it or don't want to realize it and are going to keep trying to keep checking up shots. But these guys, are, and they're all learning their roles offensively. They know Filipowski is the big dog, but if somebody else has it going, like Proctor, he gets in and gets his buckets when need be. Roach will attack the basket and get in there, man. So they're understanding their roles on offense and their limitations, and I think that's the difference. When you look at like a Kayla Love to where he's still going to take ill-advised shots and, and do things outside of the offense to where these Duke guys, are, yeah, the percentages might not be through the roof, but they're taking shots and they're doing things inside of their offense and nobody's you know going out of line or going rogue, so to speak. Wes Bryant joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline uh, live from the ACC tournament. Wes, I'm sorry, we got to take a break because uh, Granny Pat is really concerned about me. So we need to address mm-hmm. this real quickly on the text line. Okay. Uh, Granny Pat wrote in, Fitty, is it true that Walker likes Duke? Fitty responded, yes. Granny <laughs> said, I just don't get it. He's a Southern boy, UNC Charlotte graduate. How can he pull for privileged Yankees? Fitty said, it's a great mystery. So they are sitting here clowning me on the text line. Granny Pat, I promise you, I do not like Duke. I grew up a big North Carolina fan. And so, yes, I still consider myself a Tar Heel fan. So just so Granny Pat doesn't have to worry about me, I just wanted to make sure I address that. Um, so you need to come back and keep Fitty in check, Wes. Like it, well, she'd, I, probably be, yeah, she'd probably be even more worried about me because I got the question yesterday that, you know, it had to be Duke of Carolina for you growing up, right? And I said, no, uh, I like Michigan in the Fab Five, to which, uh, you know, I was like, man, you you don't like, it was Vashti, actually, and she was like, you don't like anybody from your home state. And I replied that, yeah, I like, you know, the Charlotte 49ers, but yeah, I, w- I was a Fab Five guy, so uh, I know that, and I stuck with Michigan uh, after that, so. I'm sure Granny Pat will probably want to check on me as well. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she is very worried about Wesson Walker right now with the teams that we pull for. Speaking of Charlotte, by the way, 704 number wrote with the college basketball randomness. DeMarco yeah, okay. Johnson yeah. for UNC Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then Rodney White. Ah! Yeah. Oh, there's the grunt. Oh, yeah. I was scratching yeah, my neck. I Rodney needed that White grunt. Yeah, was the first, first rounder. Yeah, I know. He was first round top ten, Charlotte. top ten, I believe, with yeah, Rodney White. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be good, man. Yeah, unfortunate so for Rodney White, but still yeah. top ten pick for Rodney White, and then Demarco. Oh wait, 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 Go ahead. wait, 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 wait. Man, I'm waiting. We'll talk random. I, w- <laughs> I would be remiss if we're gonna talk random athletes and we're gonna talk Charlotte 49ers without bringing up the legendary out of Independence High School, Joby Thomas. Still and, very much uh, in the consciousness because he's broadcasting games over there for Charlotte. So Joby Thomas yeah. still, man, still keeping it alive and well and what as far as my man that I used to watch when I was a kid when they were in the Metro Conference. Um, Henry, uh, what was his name? Williams, oh, he was probably. 
Henry Williams was a dog. When I used to watch the Charlotte games back in the day, oh, he was the man. My favorite player is Javaris Barnett, who was there as a senior, I think, when I was in, a freshman in 2011. Yeah. Big, big shout yeah, to Javaris Barnett. Yeah, I got to go with I got to go with DeMarco because, like I said, that's when they were really popping and they had the matchups against uh, Kenyon Martin and the Cougars. Uh, DeMarco played for the Knicks, right? Didn't he get drafted by the Knicks? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, those those were the good times, man. Hopefully, Charlotte get back to it before we're dead. Yeah, well, Charlotte lost last night to Middle Tennessee. Ron Sanchez, <laughs> certainly an interesting future for him. And so we can maybe talk about that a little bit more in depth next week. I want to get more in depth, though, with your meeting with Reese Davis. So you said that you've okay. been working on these celebrity meetups. You had yeah. the you, you got the contact from LaFonzo Ellis. You That's got right. the coffee Closers there, so coffee. Fan- yeah, <laughs> the closers get coffee, yeah. as he says. Uh-huh. So, uh, tell us the story about Reese Davis, man. How how did that workout session go with Reese? Well, I, I go in there, you know, I start I'm working out. I think it's about nine thirty ish or so. I go in there, get going. You know, I'm on the treadmill, starting the first part of my workout, and I look up and I was like, I couldn't because for one, I thought he was taller, and so I was like, <laughs> Davis. I did. I thought he was taller. So when I was looking over, I said, I was like, is that Reese Davis? Because it looked like him. And he was doing some of the same stuff that I do in the workouts on the app that I do. So I'm like, you know, feeling for him because I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, he's putting in some work because the two exercises that he was doing, he was doing like some lateral lunges with, with dumbbells. And then he was doing another exercise. I was like, man, those things really gassed me. So I know they must be uh, hurting him right now. And so then – when I get ready to go to the second part of my workout, he walks over and starts talking to someone else. I said, oh, that is Reese Davis. So I just kind of hang out for a second, <laughs> wait for him to get done. <laughs> I wait for him to get done. And then I, I uh, you know, we dap each other up, man, and we start chatting. And I told him that, um, you know, I'm going to take his job soon. And I said, one day I'm going to have your job. Oh, wait, no, you uh, told him straight face to face. You said, Reese, I'm really sorry. This has been a great workout session, but I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to take your job one day. I thought of how much I love watching them and how he's synonymous with, with college game day for me. But I thought of myself, you know, one day uh, I'm going to have your job. To which he replied that, you know, he just asked me just to give him a few more years. Okay. So that, uh, you know, he can get a couple more years in and then I can take it over from him. Please don't retire so, Reese Davis right now. I mean, because yeah, a couple. Yeah, I, won't, I won't retire him just yet. Well, a couple of bad things happen. One. You retire Reese Davis, who is a college football uh-huh. treasure. And two, uh-huh. it kind of feels like you want to get away from me and Fitty already after we just launched no, in November. See, see, I was just about to say, you know, once we get to the point where Western Walker is the number one show in the United States, <laughs> and then, you know, probably like top 10 somewhere internationally, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. Okay. Like yeah. In India and China and stuff like that. And then. <laughs> You know, we'll do that, but I'm still going to be doing this. You know, like how Pat McAfee does a hundred things. Yes. And they'll be taking quotes and stuff off of our show and showing them on other shows. Like, we'll be getting the uh, the car wash treatment for quotes that come from our show. Mm, I, I like That's I wanna, the plan. I, you know, it's funny. I've been aggregated one time in my life. And it was yeah. about it was about a trade that could happen. I believe it was last year where Walker Mail of Lockdown Hornets talks about a, a trade for DeAndre Ayton. And so I would like to be aggregated more. Like when you're aggregated all the time, that shows that you really made it. And so it's funny that that's yeah. a goal of yours. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So then, you know, we'll all be having million-dollar contracts. And, okay. Uh, you know, and that's what it's going to do. We're going to eat like Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have the <laughs> – we'll be a unit together, but then each of us on our own are still going to be worth, 
you know, a lot of money, a lot okay. of Skrilla. All right, la- last question. If Just call me the Rizzo. I, I was okay. You, that's why we do a show together. You knew exactly where I was going with this. If I if, if I were if I were to ask what Wu Tang uh, member each of us were, you you yeah. can't take RZA though. That's Fiddy, right? Like Fiddy is the producer no, of the show, so he's got to be RZA. No, 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 no. I'm I'm RZA because I'm the one that's either that or I'm Method Man. One of the two. Um, but see, I have Fiddy more picked as as ODB. Just that. <laughs> that's wow. so good. Yeah, that that wild, you know what I'm saying, that you don't know what you're going to get from one minute to the next. He's ODB, then I was going to say, you're Method Man, the the, the, the star, and, and then I'm I'm the RZA, I'm the, you know, the brains that's going to, you know, get us to that global level. Okay. And then that's, that's where we at with it. Okay. Pity's, I- Pity's a big star. He's just a live wire. We don't know what we're going to get from <laughs> one minute to the next, and that's what makes people love him, just like ODB. Um, I think that I, I was really going to advocate that he be the RZA, but you're so right. He's absolutely ODB, and there's yeah, no question ODB. about it. Fiddy, I want yeah. you to go to Google right now, type in ODB Wu-Tang Clan, and then see a picture, and that is who you are going forward. Yeah. Little Country, yeah. Bus Driver, yeah. ODB. That is a part of the nickname group, 100%. Hold on. I'm almost done. Oh, are you Yeah, man. You talking to the kid? You got your kid with you? Oh no 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 no! They'll be up here tomorrow, though. But no, I'm okay. talking to one of my coworkers. I'm actually at the 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 mall entrance where I am spoiling myself just a little bit, and so one of my coworkers just uh, you know was walking towards the mall that I didn't expect to see. So I just thought, hold on for gotcha. a second, we can go back um, in together. Uh, the Jordan Three White Cements they drop on the sneakers mm-hmm. app tomorrow. I will. Okay. I already have an alarm set. And I am going to try to get those, and I would be one happy man if I get the Jordan 3 white socks. Well, I just got the, uh, after not thinking that I would, and, and not really liking many uh, of the, the Mellow 2, but I did just purchase the uh, Rick and Morty uh, Mellow 2. They are fire. Uh, I saw them in person. They were hard to turn down. Yeah, the, the Rick and Morty series are fantastic from yeah, Mellow. Yeah. And so is this yeah. hit. So is this session with one Wes yeah. Bryant live from Greensboro. Yeah. He's down there. He's up there. Sorry, somebody somebody corrected me last time. He's up there for the ACC tournament, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Wes, that was fantastic. Can't wait to have you back, man, on Monday. All right, man. Uh, You know, RZA Connect. We connect like Voltron. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I want that to be a soundbite. Anytime we go back to Fiddy, RZA and ODB connect. Somebody said Wes is the Raekwon of the show, which Raekwon got bars, so that's okay. That's okay to be the Raekwon. Appreciate Wes Bryant joining us. Uh, let's go to the last Fitty Flash of the day before we move on to the last segment. Do we have the week that was highlights? Do we still have that? I did not pull some because Wes wasn't here. I didn't want to leave Wes out of us looking back at some of his best moments. Okay. I wish we did. But that's okay. Oh. We can still... <laughs> no, it's okay. That's okay. Could've, you know, you could have uh, communicated that last night. That's all right. This oh, morning. Yeah, there's Flounder. Yes, Flounder, the peanut gallery, providing some of the commentary. That's all right. You got a fitty flash for us, though. That's equally as good. What's your last fitty flash of the day? Uh, oh, Rest dude. in peace to the Josh Pastner era at Georgia Tech. Oh, really? Did that the, just come through? The Yellow Jackets are moving on from their face shield wearing basketball coach. And probably because he is the most positive person in the history of the world to coach a program that is absolutely underwhelmed in seven years. Josh Pastner, I'll always remember him at the Spectrum Center when all of the violations were going down. He was in Charlotte, and I think it, it might have been Josh Graham 
or there were a couple of different people that were filming him as the violation news is breaking and he is constantly on the cell phone I mean, just nonstop, and it was pretty interesting to see him melt down as all the violations were coming about. But Coach of the Year, Josh Pastner, just a couple seasons back, I believe, conference tournament champion at Georgia Tech. Crazy, man. Crazy career that he had um, at Georgia Tech that has now come to a close, mm-hmm. according to the last Biddy Flash of the day. One more segment to go. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Weston Walker, going crazy. No Rules Friday. It's been a blast. Yeah. 704-570-9610. Feel free to shoot in some of those Garage Door Guru text lines right at the very end of the show. I have in front of me all of the brackets that everybody filled out. Big thanks to Stroppy, who left, but before he left, decided to help me add up all of the points that have you know happened so far. And we already, you know, went to I yeah, I, I'm just not sure who this bracket belongs to. There's a blank on it. So I guess <laughs> nobody filled this one out. Just somebody filled it out and and they won't be recognized for their perfect bracket. Because it's perfect. It is, but I guess they just won't be recognized right now. Willie P is about to jump through the glass and destroy me. The other point totals outside of who Willie P Willie P claims to have the perfect bracket, right? Outside of that one. Um, I believe the leader right now is between me and Shroppy. We each have 23 points, but Shroppy has NC State moving on to the final, which is not going to happen. And so hate to see it. So it, it looks like, I mean, he can't beat me because I have Virginia moving on. So as long as Virginia wins, then I'll be OK and I can pass Shroppy. And I don't know if he was a part of the whole punishment thing, though. Right. Because if you win, we talked about buying lunch between the three of us. I believe that was the that was the thing that was going to happen as far as who won. Am I right about that, Fiddy? Yeah, no. So here's how we we delegated Troppy. Had he outright won, he was not a part of anything. Okay. He he got to reap no rewards. But you but you brought Flounder in to the punishment conversation, even though Flounder had zero say himself. That was Wes. Wes was like, okay. he was like, this guy brings in food three times a week. He's a part of the competition. <laughs> Does that just that qualifies you for being a part of the punishment if you indeed lose? I like it. And so Flounder right now, one point ahead of Fitty. Mm. Fitty has 18 points. Flounder has 19 points. Colin has 16 points, but we're not going to punish Colin. 
Colin finished it or filled this out for fun. And I'm not about to make that man eat a disgusting cookout milkshake of my choosing. That looks like it's going to happen between one of you two. Now, if you want to turn your mic on, Flounder, just so we can get you involved in the conversation about yep. the milkshake thing. So, Fiddy already, he seems to be backing out a little bit. Like, because we had the cookout. The, the punishment, if you don't know, is that the loser has to drink a milkshake from cookout, but the winner gets to choose all of the combinations. So you can get crazy with a cookout milkshake, too. Like, you can get three flavors in there, possibly four. And so the idea is to make this thing as crazy as possible. And then he's going to drink it on the show. Whoever loses is going to drink it on the show. But now he's already saying, I get to turn down three ingredients. I don't want coconut. Like, it seems like he's taking the fun out of this already, Flounder. He's attempting to, yes. He's trying to do that. Are By you- the way, this will probably be figured out tonight because who do you who do you have going to the final? I have Miami. I got Duke. Okay. So you have Duke. So there it is. So that's going to figure it out right there because we both had Carolina. We went homer. So that is going to be the milkshake battle between Duke mm. and Miami, whoever moves on. They both bring their milkshakes to the yard. And it's better than uh, yours, for sure. 100%. <laughs> Any, uh, yeah, many milkshakes were better than ours this year. Yes. <laughs> so It's I, better than Fitties, too. Go ahead. Phil. I just feel like like a three veto. Like, I have allergies. There's some stuff that I'm allergic no, to. I don't, I don't think you do. Yes, I do. I don't, I think you that, are lying. Yeah, it's, it's tough because it, it's also fantastic that Flatter's in here to debunk any of the myths you are trying to spew because he's known you forever. Oh, that's complete crap. And he's what not if allergic I were to, to tell anything. you the last time I had cookout? I spent the next day on the toilet. Okay. Oh, should be that, an was when show. You, that was when you ate the food. We're just, we have been there to get milkshakes since then. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. Actually, you know what, Fiddy? You are such a big liar. You are such a huge liar. Because we went to go play basketball, and the thing you could not stop talking about after we were done playing basketball was, yeah, I'm going to make this U-turn and go get a cookout milkshake before I head home. Oh, man. Now, you eventually didn't, but it was your goal. You were going to make a U- after playing basketball. You were out of breath. You said Flounder was worried about you because you came back to the studio wheezing, and even with all of that happening, you still wanted to go get a milkshake. So now I know you're lying, man. This is a problem with one Shameless. Pity. It is. It's shameless. shameless is what it is. You should be ashamed of yourself, but you're not because you're ODB, you're little country, you're the mm. bus driver, you're a wild card, you're dynamic, but you're also a liar. You're all of those things wrapped into a producer for Wes and Walker. Thank you. It's not it's not easy being me, man. Uh-huh. 100%. All right. Let's go to what happened on this day in sports history. Do you have anything for us? I actually do. Okay. Uh, we go back to this day in 1991. Eddie Sutton of Oklahoma State became the first coach to lead four schools into the NCAA tournament. He took Creighton, Arkansas, and Kentucky to the NCAA tournament. What other coach yeah. has taken four? Yeah, four of them. I that one's going to be tough for me. Uh, the the four different coaches. I'm going to guess. Did Calipari do it? Nope. He only did three, I guess. Who are the other coaches? It'll be too long for me to try to think of them. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is easy too. Yeah, you're right. That's oh. a good. One. So how many? Other, so it was just him. I believe it's just him and Pitino. Okay. Pitino took Providence, Kentucky, Louisville, and of course now Iona. 
Eddie Sutton had some awesome Oklahoma State basketball teams. This is the second time we brought up Oklahoma State basketball today because Oklahoma State knocked out Jay Hernandez's Hofstra team after we talked with him, and so we discussed that a little bit earlier in today's show. But those Oklahoma State teams, if you want to go to the random college basketball finish, the dismount that we'll have on Wesson Walker, how about Joey Graham, John Lucas, Tony mm. Allen for that Final Four Oklahoma State basketball team? What about Eddie Doug Sutton? Gottlieb? Doug Gottlieb was on the squad that beat Hofstra in the NCAA tournament. Was his pants on correctly that day or no? I don't know. I just know he averaged five points that season. Mid-2010s baller LeBron Nash. Yeah. Oh, what a, ba- what, a, what a baller Marcus was, Smart, man. Michael God. Cobbins on that team, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, fantastic Travis Moore was a hell of a coach, too. Also on this day in 1991... A greater time in the ACC tournament. The 38th, or the 38th ACC men basketball tournament. Number seven, Carolina. Wax Duke, 96 to 74. Carolina would go on to make the Final Four. Duke would go on that year and win the first of rat face Coach K's five national titles. All right, what's on tap? It's an easy one here. 7 p.m., Miami and Duke, the milkshake battle. Who is going to lose between Flounder and Fitty? And then the 9.30 tip will be between Virginia and Clemson, both of those teams looking to see who can make it to the ACC final. Willie P filling in on the Kyle Bailey Show up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.